So, you know, you know, when we have, how many of you have experienced this? Uh, I'm sure all of you have, where you've, you see a message or you read a text and um, you have, you're trying to interpret what the heart of that person is and what that person is trying to say in that message. So you read like a text and then you're trying to figure out, um, you know, what the intention of that person is. And uh, most of the time, sometimes you're right, sometimes you could be just way off and you've completely misread the entire conversation. My, I have a new boss who's just joined uh, maybe two weeks back. And um, so we have like a, our entire team is on like this WhatsApp group. And suddenly he would send like a message, you know, like um, regarding something and he would like do this. And all of us are trying to figure out who's it for? Like, who's the message for? Like, and you know, we're looking at each other. Is it for me? And, uh, or in relation to something, or is it like, and everyone from the office, they're trying to figure out, um, you know, trying to read what the essence of that message is. And uh, you'll get like various, you know, people having their own opinions and, uh, and every, basically everyone has their own opinion what that message is. And um, it's funny that even in among the Christians, we have till today, uh, there's a lot of confusion in terms of um, when you read the word and when you try to understand it, you have a different understanding of what that message is. And the reason you don't, you, we have so many um, different versions of, why, of what a word is, is because people don't understand the heart of the person or the heart behind that message. So if I were to understand um, just in basic, I'll give you a funny example, okay? <clears throat> Once I was, uh, actually was traveling a couple of, uh, a while back, I was traveling in a rickshaw and uh, I think the, the auto guy, in the, the auto wala, the, the right driver, he was, uh, he was speaking in Marathi. I can't speak in Marathi, okay? And um, I think somebody, a lady, I think a female tried to with a scooty, tried to just jump across, and he immediately had a, immediately screeched and halted, and he said something to her, and then he went off. And then from then right till the, my destination, he kept on talking about that incident, and I could tell he was talking to me like in Marathi throughout. And I, each time he would speak to me, I could although I couldn't understand what he was saying, I knew what he was talking about in relation because I just obviously you can gauge like what he's talking in relation to. So I understood like the heart of what he was saying even though I had no idea what he was talking about. And, um, and I kept replying to him in Marathi, in Hindi over and over again, and he still didn't get it. Like he just kept talking to me in Marathi and to the point where actually he, I, I even knew that he was asking me a question at the end. Like he said, like, kind of like, so what do you think about this? Or what do you think about something? And I was just like, I changed the topic again. I just asked him something in Hindi and like, anyways. So the point is, um, you you know the heart as if you understand the heart of of the person bringing the message uh even though the message may seem complicated you still understand the gist of it and uh so it's very important um what i wanted to speak to this morning was actually about the blood and um the blood of christ the blood sacrifice and what that blood means for us what it has accomplished for us and uh because if you understand the heart of the Father, in all of this, in everything that has come, you will understand the new covenant, the new creation that you are in right now. Um, so you can read the Old Testament, 
you can read the old testament but you read it knowing your identity knowing oh that was that way and this is this way now and this is what i was from and you understand the heart and you won't get lost you won't be confused in any wind of doctrine you won't be confused because you know the heart of the author you know the heart of what the father was all about from the very beginning so um just a little context of what i'm going with this um most of you know this but for those who don't okay the the law or the old covenant the old testament um is a series of books by prophets and uh they were most of them were for the jewish community actually they were for the jewish community so number one everything on the 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 torah and and even the old testament all of that was never for us in the first place it was for given to jewish people for the jews not for you and me ever okay so just uh out of you know just by there itself you know that none of this was ever meant for you in the first place okay i'm talking about the the old covenant so the jews uh god had made it in such a way because after adam's sin after the fall um there was no the only way that they could have communion with god or communication with god is if they were holy if they were covered so once a year they would um this is for the jews all these laws i'm talking about is for the jewish community and for the israelites they would come with a sacrifice okay um before the high priest and offer the sacrifice they would come um the priest who would check the offering first so there would be like either bulls there would be goats there would be like uh cows lambs and and the the, the priest will first check the lamb or the 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 goat being offered he will see if there's any defect if there's any deformity if if one lamb was if one limb was smaller than the other they were not accepted they wanted a perfect offering it had to be perfectly clean um only then and they would sacrifice this lamb and the blood of that sacrifice was meant to atone for their sins even the priest sins and for what well, one year so they had to repeat this every year so um they would come with their offering once a year it was um that on the festival of the year of atonement they would have that and uh they would bring their offering so i had i had this entire picture but i'm just going to explain it to you now um when god had had met with moses and he showed him how to build the tabernacle and everything how the tabernacle is going to be um the sanctuary it was there was this place called um the high place so only priests were allowed to to be in that high place and they would worship they would offer incense every day and prayers and then you there was a veil after the high place when you go inside that and there was the ark of the covenant and that high that veil the, the place where you pass through that was called the most holy of holies or the most holy place and in there uh the presence of god dwelt okay there was the presence of god and only the high priest was allowed to enter into that uh the most holy place so the holy place you would have priests uh in the order only the priestly order from the levites they were allowed to be there and worship and offer um incense on a daily basis and once a year just one high priest high priest only was allowed to enter into the most holy of holy so the most holy place and what they would do is they would have like this blood whatever blood offering that was made before 
a sacrifice, they would take that blood and sprinkle it upon like the altar or uh, on the altar. And that would be accepted by, by God. And for one year, it didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter what you've done. That blood offering gave you like a one year pass. Okay. Like a one year pass of whatever you've done before you have been redeemed completely. So, and it's interesting to know, like they would have sinners of the worst kind and all the high priest would ever do is to look at the offering. He would never look at the person. So the person bringing the offering was not in question here. It was always, I would look at the sacrifice. I'm looking at the sacrifice that you're giving me. Is the sacrifice perfect? Okay, then I'll take it. If it's not, no, uh, take it away, bring another one. And so once a year, they would come, they would line up all of them with their offerings to offer. This is their way of atoning for their sins. And um, so that was the old covenant and how we, how the, the Jews and the Israelites for many, many years, they would, um, this is how they would pay for their sins or atone for their sins through this manner. Um, now then, for you and me, so we already know, it's important that God, right from the very beginning, um, made it in such a way that to atone for sins, it had to be blood. It was always blood. There was no other way. It was only the way, it was only blood that could atone for sins and a special kind of blood. It had to be, you know, from a, the offering had to be perfect and that would be, that was acceptable by God and God would accept that. And uh, even, even in the garden, like not in the garden, Cain and Abel, okay, after the garden. So Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Actually, can you put that up? It's on, in Genesis number four, chapter four. And um, so both Cain and Abel, okay, Cain was, um, he was, he was um, taking care of um, the crops and Abel, the younger one, he used to take care of sheep. And he was a shepherd boy looking after sheep. And it came one day that, um, okay, let's, let's just read from there. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground, of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So, right from the very beginning, even though I know we, we heard about, I'm sure that the father had probably spoken to them and said, you know, because of sin that entered to Adam, okay, there must have been a way that even back then, it had to be blood that was, had needed to be shed to pay for their sins, which is why Abel was able to bring his flock, okay, the Lord accepted that, he did not accept Cain's offering. Right from the very beginning, it was always about a blood sacrifice in order to, you know, pay for your sins, atone for your sin. And um, something funny, um, I just imagine the vegetarians back then would have a hard time trying to, you know, sacrifice animals. I can imagine Cain must have been a vegetarian bringing his, you know, uh, his crop there. Fanny's laughing, <laughs> but, but, um, I know it's 
imagine if PETA was there in that day, they would have had a hard time, you know? They would be like, no, no, no cruelty to animals. But, but this is the, how the, the father had designed it from the very beginning. But this was not the only way. Obviously, there was going to be a stop and he had a perfect sacrifice in place right from the very beginning. Okay, it was not, Jesus was never a plan B. And uh, so, um, can we go back to Genesis 4? Okay, let's read that. Okay, and go on ahead. Um, move on ahead after that. Next. Okay, now Cain, yeah. now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Something very interesting that I heard recently is that the blood has a voice. That um, you, um, whenever they have done uh, any an analysis on, you know, whenever you've, um, not you and me, but if there's, you know, sickness or there's something wrong and you go to the doctor and they're trying to figure out what's wrong, the first thing they will do is take a blood test. And the reason why they take a blood test is because that they do a research, but there's something in the blood that will show them what is not right about the functioning of your body. What's not, what's, what's not going right with your body right now. So they will find whatever it is that's wrong through the blood. I don't know how they do it, but it's just that way that always, every time they will make you take a blood test because they want to see what's in the blood. And, uh, and well, uh, so um, either even when you've done like a DNA test or something, or if there's a crime scene, the way they find out is by blood samples around the area to figure out what happened. And they can, through DNA, they can track. Everything is so amazing the way the, the blood has been made. And I, maybe that's the reason why the father had, had this in mind when he said he had blood sacrifices back in the day. But you and I know that the blood sacrifice was not enough. Okay, just like the Israelites, we were never given the law, but we were already condemned to sin. So maybe if we, um, if we, let's say if we were living back in those days and we were not Jews, none of us are here are Jews, we are not the Israelite community, but we were all condemned to death. Whether we knew the Father or we didn't knew the Father, we were all dead in our trespasses and we were going to die, uh, you know, we were going to die anyhow without knowing. And um, I love that the father, he didn't only have this special passage only for the Israelites, but he had it for the Gentiles, you and me. And he made a way where Jesus came down as the perfect sacrifice. Um, he came down as a perfect sacrifice, as the perfect lamb offering without blemish, without any defect. And he was able to enter the most holy place by himself being the high priest and offering himself up as the perfect sacrifice for once. And we're going to read that uh, in, uh, in Hebrews. Let's, let's get to Hebrews, um, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 7. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk about how Jesus being the perfect sacrifice and what that means for us and how that... Um, so the point of what I, what I want to bring this morning is because most of us have... We still... I've, I've had conversations with people... And um, they're still having 
like questions about very basic questions like forgiveness of sins do i need to forgive my sins over and over again or um can i lose my salvation and or just basic things about not understanding the father and a lot of a lot of your questions a lot of you know other parts of scripture will be understood if you understand the heart of the father in what this entire sacrifice was in the first place so we're going to read that into uh, hebrews 8 7 onwards okay for if that first covenant had been faultless then no place would have been sought for a second because finding fault with them he says behold the days are coming says the lord where i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah this is the new covenant we're going to read now you and i are in the new covenant and we're going to see what exactly this is that we are talking about okay uh move on uh for this is the covenant i will make with the house of of israel after the, those days says the lord i will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts um the jewish people some of them is like the priests they were told to write the laws like in scrolls they would have them literally pinned on their head um because you know um i think caleb or someone he had said like don't let this book of the law depart from you and uh, he said that write them on your forehead and place them so some of them would actually literally have that placed on their forehead with scrolls and they would literally roam around like that um so he says that i will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts his laws his perfect law right now is now written on your heart so we have we know the word because it's now written on our hearts ingrained in us and i will be their god and they shall be my people none of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brother saying know the lord for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them for i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds i will remember no more stay just keep this passage up open okay and this is what jesus has done okay so for you and me right now when jesus went on the cross okay he offered himself as the perfect lamb offering he's he's called uh, the lamb of god for this reason because he gave himself up for that perfect sacrifice he says i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds i will remember no more so if he is not remembering your sin you shouldn't either if he has forgiven you of all your debt you shouldn't either you shouldn't hold be holding back to any unforgiveness of any any kind because he's forgiven you completely 100% whole you know the question of um i don't know i don't feel forgiven this is not a feeling okay you're not going there's not a feeling that you feel everything in the word of god is by faith the reason why you why we still struggle to this day trying to get hold of this is and we we struggle in when seeing victory is because we haven't received very simple truth of the righteousness of christ the righteousness of god that is through christ jesus and we haven't understood that and for the longest time you could think to yourself oh i know what that means but 
honestly, it took me a really long time to understand what that actually means is that, that I'm righteous. It, it could be like, a, you could be in the church for a long time and hear those words, righteousness of God. Yeah, I know, I know. No, but you don't know. If you know what the righteousness of God is, not your own righteousness, his righteousness, you can walk before him boldly. Um, it's the blood that covers you. So it doesn't matter what you did for, what you have done or what you even might do. You can enter boldly before him and stand because you are covered by the blood. It's the same perfect blood, the same way the sacrifice, you know, the priest would never look at the person giving the sacrifice. He would always look at, let me see the offering. Let me see the blood and the blood was used to cover. So if he says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds, I will remember no more. That means you are covered a hundred percent. Now, a lot of people don't like hearing this and they think, you know, Hebron, this is uh, your if you preach something like that, then it's, you know, it gives license to, for people to sin and just, you know, go about and, you know, do whatever they want and just know, ah, the blood, the blood covers me. No, that's not what I'm saying. If you understood how, what you've received, it's not just the blood has covered you, but what have you received into sonship? You've been made exactly like him. You won't be worrying about, uh, uh, this question won't even arise to you about, oh, am I, am I giving them a license to sin or not? No, it says, the love of God has been shared abroad in the hearts by the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit, it's His Spirit that compels you to live for Him. So we trust the Father in all things. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, will compel you to live righteously for Him. You don't have to worry about heaven. If you say something like this, people are going to just take it, the wrong impression. No. You know, it says the goodness and the mercies of God that bring a man to repentance. It's his goodness. This is goodness. What you're reading right now, that is the goodness of God that brings a man to repentance. Repentance means to change your thought. You're changing your way. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, uh, a state of being, oh, I'm repenting and being sorry. Repentance means, okay, I see the truth. I turn away. I turn. I turn. Just to turn away, that is repentance. The way you turn is not by God being angry and being cruel. It's his goodness and his mercies that bring you to repentance. So there's no question of um, if, if, if I'm preaching this, is it going to give people a license to sin or... No, don't be afraid of that. This is the truth and I, I want you to receive this as a free gift because it says only those who receive by the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness can reign in life. If you don't receive this, you cannot reign in life. So you'll be coming to church, you'll be doing everything, but if you haven't received this, you're not going to reign in life because you receive it by faith as a gift. You're not, it's not a feeling that I'm going to, you're not going to feel anything. Okay, just, I'm, I'm saying this over and over again because um, a lot of times you feel like, oh, you come to Christ and you feel like, okay, maybe I want to feel something during the worship. Even if you feel nothing during the worship, even if you feel no tingling, nothing, none of that, you are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because you don't believe it by your feeling, it's not going to help you. You believe it by faith because it is written. And everything in the kingdom is by faith. So you receive, all you have to do to reign in life is receive his sacrifice and the abundance of grace and the free gift. Free gift. Free means... Free, free gift of righteousness. 
So even uh, the reason I said free again, there's always, have you ever received a gift? I'll, I'll tell you, I've said this before. If you've, um, if, I, if somebody's given me a gift for my birthday, I, by default, you feel compelled to get them on their birthday, right? And then he goes gone and the cycle keeps going on and not back and forth. But, and then if you stop, the next person, it, this used to happen in my family. Uh, I remember we used to give Christmas sweets to our neighbors and they were uh, Hindus. So they would give us Diwali sweets. And then one day they didn't give us Diwali sweets. So we didn't give them Christmas sweets. And uh, so, and then this is my mom. She was like, I was like, who cares? Like, and uh, she's like, no, they didn't give us. We're not going to give them. So, so even if you've, you've, you know, you've, um, and this is what it is like. So like, I know when you receive a gift, um, especially sometimes you feel the need to, oh, I need to give back. Oh, I need to, what Christ has done for you is not so that you owe him back. Even if you gave him nothing in return, he will still call you righteous and your lawless deeds, he will remember no more. And as long as you get that, that he doesn't, whether you don't tithe, whether you don't fast, whether you do nothing, because it's not you, it's his sacrifice that that's the father's looking at. He's not looking at you. He's looking at the perfect sacrifice, the blood that has covered everything. So you don't even, even if you, now the reason we worship, the reason we give back is because we are aware of, out of the awareness of, our, out of the abundance of that, when we receive his goodness, oh, it just comes back. It comes back it's in the form of a tithe. It comes back in the form of a thanksgiving. It comes back out of all that you've received, you just give back, right? So that's how it works. It's not, but, but I want you to know, even if you don't give back, even if you don't, he's not going to change towards you. And uh, this is important to you, for you to understand is, so let's say you're looking for a job. Let's say you're, um, yeah, you're looking for a job. I'll, I'll make that easier. And now the first question that's coming to your mind is, let's say maybe you're not uh, in your standards, you feel you're not the spiritual person. Okay. And again, I say your standards because right now you're making a judgment on your own self. Okay. And I want to establish that. And I want to uh, emphasize on this so that you can see the distinction. Okay. Um, if you see, if you look at Priya's life and you say, oh, you know, I know she's such a person, you know, she reads the word. She's like, you know, and she's shared her life. Okay. And if you look at somebody else's life or your own, and you're trying to compare the reason she receives in terms of, you know, the father giving her, then you miss it completely. Because when God sees her, all he sees is the blood that's covering her. All he sees is the blood that's covering her. When God sees you, all he sees is the blood of Christ that's covering you. It is not the person who, you, who you are. The reason why you receive one person receives and one doesn't is because they haven't received this that the father has given you freely if you don't receive this sacrifice or if it's just like a, a term one person can receive it and can can reign in life and the other will just go on and thinking oh i'm making and making their own judgment about what the father is and because of that that's the reason why we have a different understanding of what the father's heart towards us is. So you can read a message, one receives it and has understood the heart, understood the context, everything is, is life and is bearing fruit. The other not bearing fruit, 
because they haven't understood the heart of receiving it as a free gift. It's free. That means you don't owe him anything in return. It's not like those Diwali sweets. It's not like that where or a birthday present where you have to give something back. You receive it as a gift. And all you're giving back is after receiving the abundance of his grace, you just give him a thanks. You just praise him. And uh, that's how you reign in life. So let's get to, uh, okay, let's get to Hebrews chapter 9, okay, verse 11 onwards. I saw some of you sleeping, but I'm not going to mention names. Okay, so, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats, okay, uh, and ashes of a heifer, a heifer sprinkled, heifer is basically a, a cow, sprinkled the unclean, sanctifying, sanctifies for the, okay, let's go back again. I just missed this completely. Let's go back again, okay? Now, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Say that again. Stay there. Once for all. Once for all eternal redemption. And how do you receive that? By receiving it, whatever he's given you as a free gift, that's it. You don't, I, I want to emphasize this, that you don't even have to pay him anything in return. You receive it as a free gift. So looking for a job, why will you receive all things? And why will you get that job? Now, I will say this, that in everything, even as you're growing in your sonship, you are led and you're going to be uh, led into all things. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide you and instruct you, okay, do this or do that. And that's, that's all right. But the, but, the, but the heart, the essence, the way you approach is not by, um, because you've, you've prayed long enough, you've been spending long hours in prayer. No, you receive all good things because of the blood. So, and, and I want you to, you, you get that because the next time you go before the father, I don't want you to ever look at whatever you've done because he's not looking at whatever you've done either. He's not looking at you at what you did or didn't do or what you should have done or shouldn't uh, or did. He's looking at you literally because of the blood is covering you completely. Once and for all, Jesus entered the high place okay, with him, his own blood and has obtained eternal redemption for you. So now you the reason why you can get all things, the reason why you should, I would say the reason why you should be able to receive all things is because of the blood. And the blood is the thing that's going to cover you. The blood is the thing that's going to give you all victory, all access to the most holy place. And you can enter boldly. And I want, uh, want you to, to, to get into the practice of that, that, the, that you will always at any given time, at any point of time, know that you're eternally loved by the Father. It's because of the blood of Jesus that has covered you completely. Moving on. Um, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkled, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Go on. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So you receive all things through the blood. Um, I was going to say. Hope you got that. I know you got this. You're you receiving this morning. So everything that you do henceforth right now, um, you're gonna do it with awareness. I, I was actually wanted to do to do the um, communion later, but it's fine. But going forward, um, you're receiving all of His goodness, not because of what you've done, because what the Father has done through Jesus. Okay, it's all His sacrifice, and you receive it as a gift. You know. In the in the Old Testament, okay, in the Old Covenant, there's a story. Um, you know, Moses was trying to free the uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, and um, Pharaoh was creating a lot of problem here and there. And then uh, God said that He's going to strike down all the firstborn of Israel. Okay, all the first sorry, firstborn of Egypt. Okay, the Father Jesus uh, God said that I'm going to strike down all the firstborn. He says, and this is the instruction he gave, okay? He's, he told Moses, I want, and uh, he says, Aaron, go out and tell all the people uh, before to take, to, to, to kill a calf, to kill a lamb, take the blood and sprinkle it on the doorpost. So it would be like they would sprinkle here, here, and here, all four sides of the doorpost. And he said that um, there's an angel of death that's going to pass by in the night, okay? And that angel, uh, and just he said, just make sure that all your children are inside the house, okay? Have all your children inside and remaining inside at that time. Um, so all the angel, they had only one instruction that at night the angel came and he was gonna kill all the firstborns of that land. So it wasn't only if that, if the firstborn was Egyptian or the firstborn was Israelite, all the angel had only one instruction, to see the blood. If the blood was there on their doorpost, the angel wouldn't go inside and he would skip that house. So imagine if there was an Israelite inside that house, uh, sorry, if there was an Egyptian in that house, that house would have been spared. Because now God wanted to kill all the firstborn of Egypt. Um, this is an, in an act of uh, vengeance against what, you know, for, Ab for, for Moses, before he took him out to the promised land and crossed the river. Um, but just imagine how this is, okay? All the angel did was looked at the blood. So it didn't matter who was inside. It only mattered that the angel saw the blood. And today, it doesn't matter what you've done. This is one sacrifice that has been done for once and for all. The father only sees the blood of Jesus. So that's the reason why you can go. It doesn't matter what you did before, what you've done. You know, you you said some, you cussed somebody in traffic, or you said some things, or you you got really angry and you you said the most vile things that you ever could have said in your life, and it was never your intention. You don't know how it ever came out of you. 
or you even did you even cheated or cheated someone else or something and you you're coming with a condemned heart he says your lawless deeds i will remember no more now it does say okay so i, I uh, can we go to 1 john 1 9 okay quickly so in the entire new covenant okay um it doesn't talk about confessing your sins to uh making confessions it's just this just one time that this is mentioned out here and I, and i'll talk to you about what this means okay it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and clean cleanse us from all unrighteousness now we already know that we have been forgiven right so if you have been forgiven now so this is where you need to understand okay so if if you understood the heart if you understood the the context of the message of the sacrifice if you understood the context of the blood then when you read us something like this it has to you should ask a question okay what does this mean then because uh if it says that we have been forgiven so why do we need to confess our sins just in general okay like if you have been forgiven and he says he's not remembering your sin you know he already knows the past present future he knows 10 years from now what sin you're going to commit and it's not a surprise from him you may be surprised when it suddenly come pops up in your life but it was never a surprise for him he already made a way for that through jesus once and for all eternal redemption so if you've been already forgiven of everything that you will ever do okay why does it ask you to confess your sins uh and he's faithful and just and i found out what this means it's if you under, if you read the actual context of this the greek the translate translation of this is in the past tense so it says we confess our sins he has been faithful he was already faithful and he has already forgiven us and confessing is more not to ask him for forgiveness he because he's already done he's already forgiven you when you confess it's more like oh i'm sorry he's what is the holy spirit doing he's convicting you of of your righteousness right he's convicting you of your righteousness so when you're confessing you're confessing you're confessing new creation realities you're confessing new truths i messed up but i know that i am the righteousness of god i messed up but i know that i'm covered by the blood i thank you father that i'm forgiven this is what this means and when it says you know to confess your sins to one another that is not more like a forgiveness that's just that if i've wronged you hey Preeti, I'm sorry. This is what I did. I shouldn't have done that. It's more like a, you know, a one-on-one, not for God's God's forgiveness. This is more like to sort it out with your brother, and to sort it out with one of your, you know, your brother or sister. And nowhere it ever mentions. This is the only place, and this is actually what it meant. Is if you confess your sin, if you confess that you're the righteousness of God, you confess before the Father. He is already faithful. He is already cleansed you, and He's already forgiven you of all unrighteousness. He has made you righteous. Amen. So, that's a short message today. I wanted to leave you with that. I want you to um, know that everything in your life, even so, I said this earlier during the during the worship. I was talking about. you know when the high priest enters the most holy of holies right the reason why it's called the most holy of holies uh, even the high priest he had to make sure that his tunic 
was completely spotless clean he had he was not allowed to enter it with any wrinkles or or any marks on it he had to make sure that it was spotless that he was entering only the high priest could enter the most holy of holies with the uh, you know the 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 golden the goblet with the blood where he had a sprinkle and only he was allowed to enter and he had to be perfectly in his you know appearance and everything um before he enters it was so perfect and uh and the reason why it's called the holy of holies is because in the in the midst of holiness there could not be any sickness there could not be any uh disease it was holy holy you and i have been made holy holy forever forever you will be holy it is now your being it is not something that you need to get to it's who you are right now through the finished work of the cross one sacrifice forever and um you cannot have sickness in your body in the presence of holiness you cannot be poor in the presence of holiness this is why it says he says um jesus said in the book of isaiah he read up he opened the scroll and he said um the this the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and it emphasizes that the poor need to hear the gospel to know that they don't have to be poor poverty is never a godly thing it was never a thing of to be or i i know some people think of it's being being poverty as being pious the father doesn't want you to he wants to live like he has given he's he became poor so that you may be rich he took on all your all all of your of the hurt he took off he took on all of that so that you can never have to have sickness in your body ever again in the holy of holies there is no sickness there is no death there is no lack there is no um this only goodness um so just know that everything about you is now you are covered by the blood it's not by what you did it's not by what you do you just accept it as a free gift and that is how you will reign in life not not by you know owing him something you receive it as a free gift of righteousness and the by the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness just say thank you father and only and only then will you ever reign in life so for whatever you need you need a new job you're looking for something you need a change um some things are not working out your projects are stuck or, or some assignment is too difficult you receive all things not because of what you've done or your qualifications you receive everything by the blood and it's the blood that will get you everything it's the blood that's going to give you the victory it is always going to be the blood so just know that you will never get out of the blood ever you're always in okay that's it i want to leave that with you this morning and uh yeah okay so um we're going to do this if anyone has something that they're struggling with this morning okay maybe personal or whatever maybe it's unforgiveness or whatever that um that the word has spoken to you actually you know what let's all stand so i, I don't want to single out each one of you to stand or whatever so we we all going to stand and um if there's something that you're going through this morning if you're struggling with and uh maybe an addiction maybe you're struggling with finances maybe it's something that you're i don't know relationship problems whatever just know that it's the blood that is taking care of everything and it's not your effort that's going to get you anything more you know man has this habit of trying to even even in their own relationship with the father it's still trying to be about themselves somehow somehow or the other you still try to make it about yourself 
no matter what. You may hear this word and still somehow you may go home and in your heart you might feel like, oh, Father, and or if you're judging yourself in any way that, oh, I've read my Bible. Now, I'm not saying this to condemn anyone, okay? Um, it's, it's, it's good if you, if you have that habit of, you know, just waking up and some of them feel like, you know, I, um, if I don't start my morning with the Father, it's like, and that's, and that's all right. But if it's like a religious mindset where you feel like, you know, if I don't do this, then I can't, my day is not going to go well. That's the religious mindset. And that's something that the Father wants to, to shake out of you this morning is, is to know whether you wake up upset, grumpy, and you get out of your house, you're still covered by the blood. You know, I've heard this people uh, in the past, they say, uh, I plead the blood, or I plead the blood. You don't have to plead the blood. You're already in the blood. Pleading the blood is not going to do anything else for you. If you understand, again, if you understood what you've been, what you've been given, when you accepted Christ, you already entered in and the blood has covered you completely. So you don't need to plead the blood over your children. You don't need to plead the blood over your finances. If you do it, it's okay. I'm not, no condemnation again. But I want you to see the blood has covered you completely anyway. So it's not you saying it is going to get the work done. It's who you are right now. So right now, just by faith, everything in this kingdom works by faith, okay? By faith, you're going to receive this truth. It's not going to be feeling that you're going to be like, oh, now I receive it. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not some sort of a goosebump that you're going to get. By faith, as the words come before you, you just receive it simply. And that's the only way you will reign in life is by receiving it, the simplicity of that word and saying, thank you, Father, for Jesus. And I receive that perfect gift. And everything about your life from then on, going forward will always be about what Jesus has done for you and this that's the reason why you should receive all things that will always be the reason why you will get the perfect job because of Jesus why will you get the perfect partner to marry or your spouse is it because you slept around with someone or didn't sleep around no it's because of Jesus Why will you have perfect health in your body? Because of all your vitamin tablets and the yoga or the exercise that you do? No, it's because of Jesus and His blood. And that is always going to be your rest. If you receive that, that will always be your rest. And going from there, that is your position that you will always have victory over. If you start from that position there, and that is your starting point that it doesn't matter whatever it is. The reason I should receive all things is because it was given to me as a gift freely. So right now, by, by faith, you're just going to receive that gift right now. Knowing that you have been forgiven completely. Even if you do something in the future and you mess up, and you have no idea how you made such a huge blunder, the father was never surprised about it. And he already made an eternal provision for it way beforehand. So you can relax. So you can rest.
and you can have and you can know that just because you messed up it's not going to hamper anything the blood has covered it the blood has covered all your mistakes you know you say something in a fit of anger you say things you have shouldn't have said and now you feel like oh i don't the blood has covered it the blood is covering everything that you ever could have done or said or you even might say tomorrow he's already made provision for it by the blood and the same way as the angel of death passed around those houses and didn't care who was inside it just saw the blood on the posts and all those lives were spared because of the blood you have divine protection over your life because you're in the blood so father we just thank you this morning we thank you for your word we thank you for jesus the perfect sacrifice that you gave the perfect sacrifice that was given for us and eternal redemption eternally we have been redeemed once and for all and entering the most holy place so we can come to you with boldness with boldness because we're coming to you with the blood covered around us and that's why we can have communion with you that's why we can have fellowship with you that's why we receive all things father we receive all your inheritance all the promises men for us it's because of your blood because the blood of jesus that was shed for us for once for all so is there anyone that's sick here or have, have lying symptoms in your body right now just play put your hand on wherever that part of your body is even those of you joining in on zoom any 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 sort of lying symptom i'm not going to say a sickness in your body because we know that's a lie if you are born again son of god you know that you've been made exactly like him so if there's a lying symptom in your body you have a lying symptom put your hand upon that area maybe your head maybe your eyes and just by faith right now receive you're not asking for a healing no we're not doing that you're receiving the healing that has already made been made available through the blood as a free gift so you're just saying oh father thank you thank you father right now thank you father sirio robokhoran dere sikiro roshoturi andara basikiri riandara bokhoro sororo horona basikiri andere de beshiri harara sikiri andoro robokhoro endere riasokhoro robori andere de siri eribashur haraba sikiri ndero ora handiri siri andoro robokhore si harala bokore endere hesikiri andoro shokoro andara basiri ri harara bashur al siri erabokhoro bashukoro robosondoro Um, Anthony, right? Um, Bernadette's husband. I learned, just now, as my eyes were closed, I saw you, and I just saw um, you. And I know, I, I know you have a walker, right? Do you use a walker? Okay. I just believe that Father is healing you right now. I saw you at the side there. I just saw you in uh, an image, and that was your face. So just receive that. and it doesn't have to be a feeling okay it's just by faith you're receiving everything as a free gift ora si here and there ora shandara da basiri ondoro do ri kikiri pa shukura sendere 
Ere sandar dora kara sikiri rebe kero ndoro shukuru bosoro boriri re dere siri ondo Shukuri ara sikiri rebe bosoro bokoro bashiri sendere Whatever it is you need just receive it as a free gift it is free you don't have to do anything for it just receive it and just reap the benefits of it that's what literally what the new covenant is about he knew that we could never be faithful to him so he said i don't need you to be faithful to me i will be faithful to you and this new covenant is not about you it will always be about me and my faithfulness to you so you can rest you can rest because it's never going to be about you and what you can do for him that's why you can receive because it's always what he has done for you because he is all about you Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ora shikiri andoro suri arara siri erosu andoro dora sikiri dora ria hara shere de siri andoro ora sakara daba siri dikiri andoro shuru suru dora siri. Ora shandara daba siri ora sakara daba riri riri erosura sar. Um. I I saw this name could uh I I can I can't spell it out it's um a name beginning with a with a L okay something either Laverna or Lev something with L anyone here with that name who who this Laverne okay yeah it could be that one um Yeah, I just saw that name, and I, I don't know what this. Uh, I, yeah, I, th- I believe this is for you, Laverne. This, um, what is what is her name? Say, say that again. Laverne. Okay. Yeah, I think Laverne. I believe this this message for you. So just receive it right now. Receive it as a free gift. It's not going to be about your effort anymore. The way you enter into the rest of God, into the rest, his rest, his perfect rest is when you when you cease from all your works and all you do is just receive it as a free gift because it is a rest. And if there's things that you need sorting out in your life, it's not you know you don't need to pick up the phone and ask someone to pray for you because prayers yeah, it will get it done, but you will still have something the next day or something like that coming up to you. where you're going to be struggling and you will never receive victory if you don't receive this as a free gift you see the thing is you know christians love to have you know like a holy man of god come and lay hands on them or do something like that the reason why they love that is because they haven't received this truth in the first place you receive this truth right now the abundance of his grace and the free gift of righteousness you will reign in life you will reign in life over all things over sickness over lack over relationships over finances 
you will reign. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we'll give a spiritual diet. Okay. All that you've received right now, see, like I said before, um, the reason you can give, you can, God is always going to be the giver. You know, um, it's, it says it's more blessed to give than receive. That is the reason why He will always be the blesser in all things, because He's the one, He's going to be most blessed. He, it's, it's more blessed for Him to give than for us to receive. And as you receive, see, the thing is, you can never give something if you haven't received it. And the only reason you can give back is what you received that came from Him in the first place. So we just give back right now by faith. We're going to say this. I say, Jesus, thank you for your word. You are my high priest. Right now, I give you a tithe, a spiritual offering of all the goodness and all the life that you've given to me right now. And I just give that back to you. And just by faith, you just release, start praying in tongues. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Amen.